we have a lot of biases and prejudices that we are grown and shaped by. A lot of cultures struggle because they treat people as complicated rather than complex. Same with bias and prejudice. LLMs are based on the data they're trained on. Actually, what's happened was a lot of the data that has been fed into AI systems have come from a lot of white men. What they have fed the system, if you typed in certain things around black people, around Asian people, what you always came back with were things that were racist. What is informing your language learning model? of your mind are you a version 5 version 10 because your versions should be improving we stay stuck you upgrade your iphone every year when a new one comes out yet you refuse to upgrade your mindset reason why you have high divorce rate is because a lot of married people stop dating their spouses you stop dealing with different things that you thought you should do if you keep on growing together you are changing so you need to be reintroduced to who that person is on a regular basis if you're merely consuming without applying you are engaging in intellectual gluttony i say it's worthless if you don't put those insights into practice so what are you feeling in mind? And welcome to Everyday Leadership, a podcast where you get to listen and learn how to lead yourself personally and professionally through the lessons and life experiences my guests share in the hope that it challenges and inspires you to lead yourself from the inside out and not the outside in. Did you know fascinating parallel exists between AI and how your mind works. And that is what I'm going to talk about on today's episode of Everyday Leadership. Welcome. I'm not sure you remember, but I said at the start of the year, at least once a month, I'm going to try just to do a solo episode and just to share some thoughts and ideas about what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing in the work that I'm doing, what I'm hearing from various clients I'm working with, and just things that are on my mind. And today, it was that parallel. That parallel between AI and how a mind works. You see, generally speaking, AI is based on LLM. Language, learning language models. Like ChatGPT4, for example, they are trained on vast amounts of data. And that data shapes their understanding, shapes their response. And when you type something into ChatGPT, what you get back is all based on large language modules, LLM. It's a very meticulous process where it should have quality. It should hopefully have some diversity, but I'm not going to go down that route right now because that's a, <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. But it should have a diversity of input, which then allows to determine the effectiveness of the AI. Imagine AI as this voracious reader absorbing information from books, article, text, podcast, everything. That is what you get in something like ChatGPT. But then think about your mind for a minute. Isn't your mind trained in exactly the same way? The information, the experiences, the thoughts that we feed our minds all shape our perceptions, our decisions, they shape our skills. They shape how we show up, how we interact day in, day out, personally, professionally. It's exactly the same. And just as um, 
LLMs learn and evolve based on the vast amount of data they're trained on. Humans learn from the experience and the information they absorb. So both are influenced by the quality and the variety of the input that they receive. Another interesting parallel is LLMs excel at recognizing patterns in data to be able to make predictions or generate responses. They are great. I've been using it quite a lot recently where a massive amount of data I can just dump into ChatGPT4 and it can just pull it all together really, really quickly for me. Similarly, Human the Mind is very adept, or it should be adept, in identifying patterns in our daily life, which then help us to understand the world and helps us to make decisions. Very uncanny resemblance, isn't it? Then again, LLMs are supposed to adapt to various topics and styles depending on what input or what question you're going to ask, ask it. We are also very adaptable. We are very capable of learning new skills. We adjust and we ebb and flow to the complexities that life brings us and sometimes the chaos that life brings us. A lot of times I say in my work that the reason why a lot of cultures struggle is because they treat people as complicated rather than complex. And what that means is things that are complicated are very formulated. One plus one equals to two. I can get a bunch of experts and they can work on all of these different things and I can just rinse and repeat for this large amount of people, which is what typically organizations tend to do. But the reality is we are complex people. I have two beautiful kids. They've been raised in the same house, separated by two years. One's a boy, one's a girl. Same house, same principles, same values, and yet they look at life completely differently. I used to look after, still do now, but I used to look at some really large teams. And in the same team, one leader, me, different people. And I had, to, I had to change my leadership approach to the different personalities in my team to get the best out of them. I couldn't have one size fits all approach. That's complexity. Complexity is recognizing that there is a, a richness in the individual because we're made up of all our different experiences from all the way from when we are born to how we grew up to our race, to our gender, and to so many more ends and ends and ends and ends. It takes a lot of time and effort to really get to know and understand the complexity of people, which is why a lot of organizations struggle. I had no time for that, even though they need to. But that again is just that adaptability and flexibility of who we are. It's very, very similar. Same with bias and prejudice. LLMs are based on the data they're trained on. They are based on the humans who feed them that data they're trained on. Part of the problems I tried to stay away from right at the start of this conversation was actually what's happened was a lot of the data that has been fed into AI systems have come from a lot of white men. And what they have fed the system, if you typed in certain things around black people, around Asian people, what you always came back with were things that were racist. Because that's the data that it was fed. That's who was utilizing it. Human exactly the same. We have a lot of biases and prejudices that we are not born with, but we are grown and shaped by based on our parents, based on our friends, based on our 
um, environment, all these different different elements are just right there. The reason why you have a stereotypical black man walking down the street and it's dark and you know, I might have a white person there and they might get scared. I'm just calling, like I said, it's very stereotypical. It's just based on bias and prejudice. That's system ingrained. Very much like you have with AI. Can you begin to see what I'm talking about? We say there's so many different parallels in this amazing thing that everyone's clamoring for, wanting to use. But actually, we are exactly the same. LLM gets better though, because of the data that is fed. There is a massive difference between version four of ChatGPT and version one. There's been a transformational like, architecture's got a lot better, technology's advanced, all that kind of good stuff. But one of the biggest differences, I would say, there's a larger number of parameters that make it more capable to be able to understand, to give it more context, and therefore it can generate more detailed responses and it can handle queries. My question to you is, what is informing your LLM? What is informing your language learning model of your mind? What version of ChatGPT is your mind if you were to put it on there? Are you still at version one? Are you at version five, version 10? Because your versions should be improving. Your versions should be getting better. I said should, because that is not always the case. So many times we stay stuck. I remember hearing a quote one time and someone said, you, are, you upgrade your iPhone every year when a new one comes out, yet you refuse to upgrade your mindset. And that is so true of so many of us. If you haven't already, can you please follow the podcast? It really helps us grow and it tells the apps that it's a podcast worth listening to. Which the fact that you're listening to means that it is and other people need to know about it. In Apple Podcast, if you click the three dots in the top right of your app, look for the follow button and click on it. And in Spotify, the follow button should be just below the show's artwork. Now let's get back into today's episode. Just yesterday, um, me and my wife, ran our first she wasn't our first but we ran our first post-covid in-person marriage session we did a very very different to as how it was done in the past we had 25 amazing couples with us for the whole of saturday and one of the things i said was reasons why you have high divorce rates is because a lot of married people stop dating their spouses when you were first getting to know your spouse you spend time and getting to understand them what made them laugh what they wanted to do in life and so much more you were heavily invested and then you get married you might have kids you have work and you stop dealing with different things that you thought you should do but the interesting thing is if you keep on growing together you are changing so you need to be reintroduced to who that person is on a regular basis which is why a lot of times when kids leave the house and people look at them like, yo, you know, that's married to a stranger. Because they didn't stop to spend the time that it was needed to really keep on getting to know that person. That's what I'm talking about when I say, what version of GPT are you on? Because 
you're growing and you should be growing your partner is also growing and therefore you need to get to keep on getting to know them therefore you're you need to keep on informing your language learning model if i just step away from that example and i step into how much new information are you seeking the way that ai does not just seeking it how much information new information are you also applying i spoke to someone recently um, I think they were trying to boast. I think they were trying to kind of make me feel bad. I really don't care what that was. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've just read all these 24 books in 2023 and they were absolutely amazing. And on 2024, this is what I'm going to read. This is the podcast I'm going to take in. And they gave me this long list. And when they finished, I just turned around and said, how much time did you spend applying one of those books properly? Applying all the different principles the knowledge gained from it and taking real action. Just one, forget the rest of the 23, just one. That's what's now. So I said, why are you then spending more time in 2024 acquiring more knowledge rather than spending or dedicating time to actually take some action? One of the reasons why AI gets better is it takes all the volumes of data and then interacts with users. Those various encounters with users allow it, which are normally from a diverse range of people, allow it to get better responses, allows it to gain new insights, new perspectives, and then it adjusts and it gets better and they have a new version. Just having tons of data, i.e. just acquiring knowledge, does not move you forward. We live in an era that's been dubbed the information age, but knowledge is abundant. Learning resources like books and podcasts like this one, just a click away. Here's the truth. If you're merely consuming without applying, you are engaging in intellectual gluttony. Yeah, I said it. You're holding knowledge without reaping its real benefits. And as you know, when you engage in gluttony, you just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger doesn't help you it's not healthy that's exactly what you do it's like owning a sports car never driving it like imagine you've got a ferrari like parked in your, in your your garage you look at it every day and you smile to yourself it looks great on the weekends you just shine it clean it you boast of people i got this ferrari in my garage it looks good it's better it's got this engine it can do all these different different things but you never ever take it out you never actually feel the power on the road you can talk about it you can describe what you think it should look like based on what you have listened to from other people based on what you have heard from the sales guy based on what you've seen from the podcast and all that kind of stuff but you've never actually felt the power on the road that's the same for knowledge. Reading a book on leadership or listening to a podcast on leadership. Yeah, it's good. It's a good way to spend your time. But is it though? Because I say it's worthless if you don't put those insights into practice. And I have conversations with clients that I work with. One of the reasons why I'm very, very upfront right from the start you're going to take authentic action. Yes, you're going to create that space for you to be able to reflect. Yes, you're going to 
get the clarity that you are working with me on out of you individually for your team or for your organization 100 that's what that's why you're here that's what i do that's what we do at mindset shift we get you that clarity but you're going to take authentic action because there's no point you getting that clarity and doing nothing with it it goes away it's written in our contracts action is key action speaks volumes action turns knowledge into wisdom the bridge from knowing to doing is why transformation happens this is where mediocre becomes excellence where potential becomes achievement where knowledge becomes wisdom i have to say it again it's very easy to get to get addicted to the dopamine effect of learning something new you do, you get one. You get a dopamine effect every single time you learn something new. But the real high, that comes from implementing and seeing that, seeing the change that that brings. That comes from stepping out. Like it's scary, but it's exhilarating at the same time. The world doesn't need well-read individuals. It needs people who can transform that knowledge interaction where you can transform the insight into outcomes and that learning into really living that's what it needs that's what you need you to do and ai will operate within the confines of this program and ai will operate within the data that is trained on what separates us is the human mind has a far broader and nuanced range of capabilities. Why are you using your full range of your capabilities? Or are you restricting your programming? That's what I'm going to think about. What is it that you can do differently going forward? So you just stop requiring, and you start implementing. What is it that you need to do going forward to recognize that you need to consistently upgrade your mind to new versions? What is it you need to do differently with the information that you're feeding yourself? And never forget it to much I learned way back in secondary school. Gaggle. Garbage in, garbage out. If you garbage into AI, you would get garbage responses. If you garbage into your mind, you will get garbage responses like a paranoid. So what are you feeling in your mind? Think about it. I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Here's another solo episode. And the episode coming out next week with my guest. Woo! That's another one that in fact, I think it builds really well on this topic around what we're feeling in the mind and the different some of the parallels between how our mind works between to air and mindset. Can't wait for you to hear that one. So thank you for listening to me today. If you have any feedback, please share it. Send an email, hello mindsetshift.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If there are any particular subjects you want to cover, we'd love to hear that. With any guests 
that you think I should really talk to, let me know. I appreciate all the support. Stick for the leadership. See you next week. While you're still recovering from that amazing conversation, let me give you a quick preview of what we got coming up next week. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. So what happened was it kind of went to the papers, which I knew it, I knew that that was likely to be the case. When you sort of can't own it, because what do you do? It's like, so you sort of you own it, um, which I, I, I kind of come to that realization and I probably was in that place grateful you know thankfully but it took a long time to get there um and then I remember and you know the you know, Lord Sugar's character so I wouldn't say he's full of wise wise wisdom but <laughs> he's got a lot of opinions but on this occasion um he phoned me and I was outside the train station Marleybone I was in London and he says right I've seen what the papers are saying Scarlett what are we going to do about it you know, straight down the line I was like don't really, don't, well, I don't really care. I don't really swore. I don't give her. And I was like, well, all right then. He went, no, you've got to make it on your own merit. It is what it is. And I thought, well, all right then.